Our first reading of God's holy word this morning is taken from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 13. After this, Absalom the son of David had a lovely sister whose name was Tamar, and Ammon the son of David loved her. Ammon was so distressed over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin. And it was improper for Ammon to do anything to her. But Ammon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. Now Jonadab was a very crafty man, and he said to him, Why are you, the king's son, becoming thinner day after day? Will you not tell me? Ammon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. So Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me food and prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat it from her hand. Then Ammon laid down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Ammon said to the king, Please let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes for me in my sight, that I may eat from her hand. And David sent home to Tamar, saying, Now go to your brother Ammon's house and prepare food for him. And Tamar went to her brother Ammon's house as he was laying down. Then she took flour and kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. And she took the pan and placed them out before him, but he refused to eat. Then Ammon said, Have everyone go out from me. And they all went out from him. Then Ammon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the bedroom that I may eat from your hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them to Ammon, her brother, in the bedroom. Now when she had brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. But she answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing should be done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful thing. And I, where could I take my shame? As for you, you would be like one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not heed her voice. And being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Ammon hated her exceedingly, so that he hated with, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. And Ammon said to her, Arise, be gone. So she said to him, No, indeed, this evil of sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called his servant who attended him and said, Here, put this woman out, away from me, and bolt the door behind her. Now she had on a robe of many colors, for the king's virgin daughters wore such apparel. And his servant put her out and bolted the door behind her. Then Tamar put ashes on her head and tore her robe of many colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went away crying bitterly. And Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Ammon, your brother, been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard all these things, he was very angry. 
And Absalom spoke to his brother Ammon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Ammon, because he had forced his sister Tamar. And it came to pass, after two full years, that Absalom had sheep shears in Baal-hazor, which is near Ephraim. So Absalom invited all the king's sons. Then Absalom came to the king and said, Kindly note, your servant has sheep shears. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go now, lest we all be a burden to you. Then he urged him, but he would not go, and he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Ammon go with us. And the king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he let Ammon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Watch now. When Ammon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say to you, strike Ammon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Ammon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's son arose, and each one got on his mule and fled. And it came to pass, while they were on the way, that news came to David, saying, Absalom has killed all the king's sons, and not one of them is left. So the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the ground, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. Then Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose they have killed all the young men, the king's sons, for only Ammon is dead. For by the command of Absalom, this has been determined from the day he forced his sister Tamar. Now, therefore, let not my lord the king take the thing to his heart to think that all the king's sons are dead, for only Ammon is dead. Then Absalom fled, and the young man who was keeping watch lifted his eyes and looked, and there many people were coming from the road on the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said to the king, Look, the king's sons are coming, as your servant said, so it is. So it was, as soon as he had finished speaking, that the king's sons indeed came, and they lifted up their voice and wept. Also, the king and all his servants wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amenahub, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. And King David longed to go to Absalom, for he had been comforted concerning Ammon, because he was dead. This is the word of the Lord. It is a very dark passage, and it's the sort of thing that those who really don't know the Lord and how he works with his people are extremely shocked that it makes its way into the biblical text. It is uh, a a, a terrible picture of what people really are like and what really happens. It is not like in the Apocrypha where you have holy people who never actually commit any sins and just shine. It is a dark story indeed. Indeed. And it is even, in its way, uh, more shocking in that it falls into the context of God is bringing his servant David into judgment. 
David has sinned against the Lord. He has committed dark acts himself. And God has promised there will be no peace in your family from here on in. You have repented. You are, uh, you know, you are, are on your way to heaven. But what you have done will have its consequences. And uh, the sword will never leave your house. This is the way that's working out. God works through human sinfulness. God is not the author of sin, but God works through human sinfulness, and uh, the worldling cannot understand how that can happen. And even the believer can be very shocked that it happens. But that is what is happening. God is bringing David into judgment through his son's sin. The sword will never leave his house. Uh, the Lord makes use of all things. He makes use even of the rebellious impulses of those who break his law. They rebel against him in what they do. They rebel against him in what they think. They do not rebel against his purposes because they can't. God brings all things to glorify himself and to do his will, and that is what we're watching. Sometimes that is incredibly messy and dark, but God will always be glorified.